Hi everyone, today is August 31st, 2019, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and we have a very big week in terms of uh, news in the Duel world. Um, a lot of announcements for the upcoming month that kind of clues us in into the future of the game. We know what is coming up. Most of all, uh, the biggest news is a new box coming out, Valhalla Calling, that's coming out later today. And we're going to go over um, all the URs and SRs today from that box. We have a new Legendary Duelist acquisition, Carly Carmine. A dark signer, Carly Carmine to be exact. So her event is going on. She's got event drops and then also character level up rewards and her own duel skills. So we'll go over everything she has to offer. Uh, ranked duel revamps are here as well. So we're going to go over that. And yeah, that's that's the those are the main points. Uh, Doug Dimadul is not available today. He has more important matters to to um, deal with in real life. So uh, no no deck of the week this week. But this week will primarily be a card review episode. So you know mostly Carly's cards and also what Valhalla Calling has. So. Uh, in terms of my week in the dual world, last month I hit King of Games, as mentioned. Notably, this month is a long month. It ended, it started August 27th, the ranked dual season. And, you know, that was just to go over um, ranked duels revamp. I don't think they want to wait or something. I don't know what the deal is, but this is going to be a longer season with the Kaiba Cup and all. So, you know, you have more opportunity to get King of Games. And,. Uh, I, you know, last week was the episode about Six Sams, so I said I was going to put the deck away, but right now I do not have a deck to play, so I did not put the deck away, and I lied about putting it away, and I've only played a few ranked duels, less than 10. Um, that was either because of time, or I'm just doing this Carly event, but, uh, I changed my deck, obviously, they don't let you play the old deck, obviously, so... I did the one-to-one split with Anishi and Dojo. Previously, I was hard-lined on getting rid of Anishi completely, but now I'm seeing there might not be that many monsters to use. But I have a one-to-one split with Anishi and Dojo. I added another legendary secret because I think that helps offset the Dojo loss, so you could get the Fuma legendary secret combo. And then the wild card. What would I do with that last spot, which Anishi is you know, not around for. So, um, Zanji was also, uh, was often a card that was floated. And this is just a, a spot, a roster spot, a deck slot that is, um, in flux. And I put it in Hatsume. Hatsume doesn't really fit, uh, primarily because she is a level three monster. She is also, she is a water though. And the water attribute helps, uh, Rihan. That's kind of a stupid thing, but, um, I liked her late game ability. She could bring back um, Shen if he's destroyed. So I thought that was a way to kind of use the monsters in the graveyard. Anishi would sacrifice two monsters in the graveyard. Hatsume, I think you destroy the monsters on the field or in the hand, so you just discard those. You could also discard her. So it was a way for me to do some late game thing with Shen. That's what I'm trying to do with her. I probably won't keep her just because she doesn't fit the synchro summoning at all. I think when you're using a level 3, um, 6 Sam, you want the level 2 tuners. So, um, you know, guys like Kagamusha is a level 2 tuner, so those cards fit better. I don't think she's going to stay, but I'm just going to keep going. I'm winning my duels. I'm in plat 5, so I'm, yeah, I'm plat 5, so I'm about to hit 6 and 7 soon, so... Um, we'll see how it goes for now, but right now the deck's fine. I'm still playing the tie that binds. Um, nothing too crazy right now in the meta. Let's talk about eSports. We're only going to talk about one event this week in the interest of time. And of course, that's Duel Links Meta Weekly, and this is number 87. Um, kind of the last, the last, um, snapshot before the new box comes out. I, I expect this new... Valhalla box to be really big and this um, this came up before Carly did I believe so um, what this snapshot is 
is Ancient Gears becoming pretty big. Um, Six Sams didn't even crack the top 32. That's what's notable. People are experimenting with the deck. We don't know what's going on with the deck. Um, Blue Eyes only had one in the top 32, so that's another deck that's fallen. Ancient Gears took the top spot. Crystrons are filling in. Triamonds are still doing pretty well. Desperado decks are still pr doing pretty well. Vendrids are still doing pretty well. First place, Victor Lee, Master of Destiny Desperado deck. Pure Desperado deck. Um, there's no Time Wizard in the main deck. It's in the side deck, though. Um, Fiend Comedian's in the deck. That's another card that people use often. And like I mentioned before, with Desperado decks, uh, the pure Desperado decks, you could play around with your back row. That's what makes every deck different. Two Cosmic Cyclone, two World Legacy Clash, three Paleozoic Canadia. Um, Closed Forest is a card that they see in the side deck sometimes. It's to prevent field spells from being played, like for Vendred. So that's what the main counter is. When you're playing a tournament and you're facing Vendred, you play Closed Forest. Second place, Biscaya BL. Balance Triumids. This guy, this guy plays Triumids a lot. He's pretty much the master of Triumids. He places in the top four almost every week. And with Triumids, you're playing Balance. You're playing the same monster core. You've got your three or two masters, three or two hunters, and your two dancers. You got your same field spells, Cruiser, King Golem, and Fortress. And then the back row is always different. Two Floodgate, two Mirror Wall, three Paleozoic Canadia, two Triumid Pulse. Third place... Yen Storm, Balance Triumphs again. This deck, um, you know, same monster and spell core. It does run Bad Aim and Mir uh, Bad Aim, three Pulse, two Mirror Walls. And really, you know, their sideboards are all different trap cards. So, you know, this one has, you know, Light, uh, Shadow Imprisoning Mirror. The previous one had Light Imprisoning Mirror, so you could do different things. Uh, more, more like situation. There are really good trap cards you put in, and then some situational ones to fill in for your deck you're playing against. Let's play around with all the good trap cards you have, and then you can build a good triumphant deck. And finally, third place, Monkey Boy Forty Four Ancient Gears. Ancient Gears did very well, but they only you know, placed third place highest, and the deck is starting to look a little different. I mean, cursory look, it looks the same, but. A notable card that's gone is Double Cyclone. I guess... I don't know. I don't know why. But there's more stall. There's three Floodgate, three Paleozoic Canadia. Double Cyclone's gone. Three Gear Towns. That's, that's a deck that usually ran two. Um, three Gear Towns and two Reactor Dragons. That's kind of interesting. I guess it's more for consistency reasons. I don't know. Anyways, that's Monkey Boy's deck. And that is Meta Weekly 87. So corresponding to that, Duel Links Meta uh, updated their tier list. I expect, you know, massive changes with the new box coming up. But Tier 1, Ancient Gears has moved up to Tier 1. Um, I guess they do pretty well against Desperados. That's why they're that's why they're up there. They, they negate that ability, they destroy that Dark Machine, and then the Barrel Dragon doesn't come out. Desperados are still... Ta tier 1 though, so both these decks are considered Tier 1. Tier 2 is a little less crowded now. We've got Cyberdark, Spellbooks, Triumits, and Vendreds. Spellbooks, I don't know if they warrant a spot here. They don't seem to be there every week, but it seems they're doing well enough to stay. Triumits are still a very good deck. Vendreds are still very good. And Cyberdarks are, of course, um, part of that Desperado package on occasion. Tier 3, we have some fallers. We have Blue Eyes and Six Sams joining this spot. Crystrons, Magnet Warriors, and Subterrors. Crystrons might move up to Tier 2 if they start showing up more. They're, start, they're starting to get a foothold. So that is it for um, those things. And we're going to go over Ranked Duels Revamp. So last week, the question of the week was whether Konami would give us more gems. And they had this vague thing where they said every win up to win 50 will give you gems. And I decided to do some math. So the old ranked reward system gave 200 gems for the first 50 wins. So basically you got 50 at number 1, number 5, number 15, number 35. That's when you hit your ranked duels wins. You get another 100 on the way to 120. 
And I used 120 as a benchmark because that's when you get your third SR ticket. So you get 50 gems at 65 and 80. And then after that, ever after 120, you hit 140, 160. Every 40 wins, you get 20 gems or 30 gems. I forget what it was. So you get 300 gems to 120 wins. The new reward system. So first of all, in the first 100 wins, you get some rewards, 4 N tickets, 4 R tickets, 3 SR, 1 UR, 4 boosters, 10 dual orbs. So the difference here, you get an additional N and R ticket. Um, I don't know about you, but I have too many N tickets. R tickets, there's some occasionally a card I only have two of, so I welcome more R tickets. N tickets, though, I have too many. SR tickets and your tickets are not changing. But the thing that's changing is the SR ticket, the third SR ticket is no longer at 120. So you don't have to play, you don't have to win as many games to get your third SR ticket. So that's good. UR tickets the same. Four boosters, those are new. Um, I personally like the results booster. I like the EXP booster for our new character, like Carly right now, and we'll need them for the new world. So those are good. And 10 dual orbs, I have, I have too many dual orbs. Okay, so gems. You get 200 gems for the first 50 wins. I just just adding up every single five. So you get five gems for every win. And sometimes they skip it with the tickets. So that adds up to 200, which is exactly the same as the former, re-rank, uh, former ranked reward system. So in the first 50 wins, it's the same. Now from 52 to 94, wins 52 to 94, they still give you gems. You get 190. So the difference here is 90 gems. You get 90 more gems in the first 100 games. After game 100, they do the thing where they alternate between gems and gold. So I don't know how much that is. Um, Again, I expect it to be every 40 games. So when you hit 120, you get gems maybe or gold 140 you get gems or gold that number is the wild card but right now up front in the first 100 games 90 more gems and that is almost two packs so there you go that's the new ranked duels revamp we did get more gems but marginal amount um i guess i was a little pessimistic thinking that they would give us less or the same amount. In the first, if you're playing 50 games, it's the same amount. But it's a marginal increase in gems. So I guess I can't complain. You always want more gems, but an increase is an increase. And there's no inflation on on packs. The packs aren't getting more expensive, I don't think. Uh, Gem-wise, they're, they're the same. Money-wise, I don't know. But um, of course, the value of the packs, that's another question. If they're, if the packs aren't get netting you competitive decks, they're probably worth less. But who's to say this deck sucks right now when this mechanic comes out, these cards could be good or whatever. But right now, marginal increase. All right. Next item is Dark Signer Carly Carmine. So this is one of those... I mean, she's a Dark Signer, so it's like um, Halen Kessler, same thing. It's the same type of event where you duel for um, cost, not cost, a currency. They use like the Dark Soul currencies, and you use those for the gate duel. So you use spend 40 to face the level 40 to farm her for her rewards and things like that. And every eight duels, you fight the Earthbound Immortal. So the one that you fight here is Asla Pisu. And those are kind of the turbo duels, so you could kind of... Personally, I auto-duel those because, first of all, her deck kind of sucks, so it doesn't really matter, but they typically have a lot of life points, and they give you a huge bonus, so you could just play with any deck you want to win the duel. It doesn't really matter. And they have a new thing where they subtract their life points based on what your friends are doing, so every uh, turbo duel is kind of weird. They have a weird... 
the life points are not divisible by five or zero. That's what I want to say. So it's a weird number, but anyways, um, her acquisition was very easy. I got her in the first day. I just, just auto dueling. I think I, I got her in the first day. So, um, not many points to get her, but the rewards are all there. Um, let's see. So there are separate event drops and yeah, let's go over her event drops first of all. So she plays Fortune Ladies. This is a new, uh, a whole new deck uh, archetype, I mean. And it's notable that the new box has Fortune Ladies. So this, this is kind of the first time this is happening, I think. Well, we've seen it with Red Eyes before, but in this short a time spin, you get a character and then her better cards are in the new box. So I don't know if that's a lore by Konami, but that's what's going on. Anyways. Fortune Lady Light. You are level 1 Spellcaster Light. Um, the attack and defense are question marks. The This card's attack and defense are equal to its level times 200. During each of your standby phases, increase the level of this card by 1. You can max that at 12. When this card is removed from the field by a card effect, you can special summon one Fortune Lady monster from your deck. So all of the Fortune Ladies have question marks as their attack and defense. And if you don't know what that means, question marks are multiplicative. So the best example of a question mark monster is Tyranno Infinity. Um, its attack is your number of banished monsters times 1,000. So they're always multiplicative. And the Fortune Ladies play with levels, and they max out at 12. So this Fortune Lady Light, she can get up to 2,400, 2,400. But when you summon her on the field, she's a 200-200. So that's what it is. And right now, this card does not look very impressive. But when you look at the overall package, she is a core card. The goal is to remove her from the field by card effect. And then you get another Fortune Lady on the field. And then you bring her back or something. That's the whole point. Um, you want to banish her again and cheat out more stuff from the deck. So... It's a, you know, weak monsters are, t weak but good monsters are facilitators. They help shuffle things throughout the deck, and that's what she is. Um, she's going to be a part of the deck, and, yeah, Fortune Lady Light. Next card, the Nassar, Fortune Lady Earth, level 6, uh, question mark, question mark. This card's attack and defense are equal to its level times 400. During each of your standby phases, increase the level of this card by 1, when the level of this card increases, inflict 400 damage to your opponent. So, he is a 1 tribute monster for 2400, 2400 to start off. She has a burn ability, which every time you increase the level, you inflict 400. That's a tenth of your opponent's life points. You're going to have to do this 10 times to have a viable burn strategy. Maybe you have two of these on the board. Not really sure, but it doesn't seem like Fortune Lady Burn is a deck. But it, it could be possible. Asla Pisu is kind of a direct attacker. She has some burn ability, so maybe. Um, this card overall is not very impressive. Just being a 1 tribute 2400 with a little burn ability and doesn't affect the board is not that great. But fortunately, Earth probably will see play in the deck just because it's level, she's level 6. Level 6 aligns very well with the Synchro Summons that we'll talk about later. but And also, being a Fortune Lady, you could cheat out. You could get rid of the um, Light and get Earth. That's a free 2400 on the board. It's not the worst thing in the world. Red Eyes used to do that all the time. And yeah, de you definitely don't want a Tribute Summon for this card, but there may be chances that you do do it, but you do want to cheat this out. Not the best card, but included just because of high level and being fortune lady next card is fortune lady wind level three um its attack and defense are equal to its level times 300 you can increase its level by one during each standby phase when this card is normal summoned you can destroy a number of spells and traps your opponent controls equal to the number of fortune ladies face up fortune ladies you control so this is the main back row control of the deck um has to be normal summon, not special summon. That's important. And 
if they swarm very well, you could just clear their board. Uh, again, this seems like a core card in the deck just because you don't have to play back row control. This seems like an archetype that you want to run a lot of monsters in. And if you could not run Cosmic Cyclone, that's a bonus. So um, this card saves deck slots for Fortune Ladies. Repeated cards, Alter of the Bound Deity, Earthbound Wave, those are repeats. New card, Rare, Time Passage, Quick Play Spell. Increase the level of one face of Fortune Lady monster you control by three until the end phase. So, um, you know, obviously you increase the level of a Fortune Lady, they're going to gain attack and defense. So you could, being a quick play, you could use defensively, have it set, they attack it, you combat trick them, you kill their monster. Quick play also means you can play from the hand. You could go attack them with a weaker monster, quick play it in, and destroy their monster. So it's a it's a combat trick. That's what this card is. It also, um, I mean, it ramps levels, so you could do the synchro summon with a lo- lower monster. You don't have to play Fortune Lady Earth, so that's another thing. It does help Fortune Lady Earth, though. You inflict 400 damage on your opponent, and you also give her 1,200 more attack. That's That's decent. This card, this probably will see play at some point with this deck, of course, if this deck ever makes it. Next rare card is Inherited Fortune. It's a trap card. Activate during the turn. A face of Fortune Lady monster you control is destroyed. Special summon up to two Fortune Ladies from your hand during your next standby phase. So this is this is not good because it's situational. Your monster has to be destroyed, face up, and then. Um, you get two fortune ladies during your next standby phase. I guess it's a little better when I read it because you get to draw. You draw and then you activate this card activates kind of late. And by then you could have another fortune lady in your hand. You special summon two. But situational. Um, it's good if fortune ladies run nothing but monsters and then you could just cheat out two cards. That's good. But I have a feeling the situational nature of it will not work in your favor. Another trap card is Fortune Lady Rewind. Trap card. Target any number of your banished Fortune Lady monsters with different names. Special summon them, but shuffle them into the deck during the end phase. You can only activate one per turn. It depends how many banishes you have going on at once. It has utility being burst. You could have you could attack them and then activate this card and attack them again to win. You could recycle banished monsters. It is, um, there is synergy with another card from the new box, so that's what this card is for, I think, but its play is debatable again. I mean, this whole archetype is debatable, but its inclusion in Fortune Ladies is debatable. You've got some end cards, Lamoon and Eldeen. It seems Konami makes so many vanilla cards. There's Spellcasters, a female character. We've got vanilla monsters to throw in the end slot so I guess they have some here alright so level up rewards so as a dark signer she starts out with a boss monster you get one unlocking the character that's earthbound immortal Aslapisu level 10 winged beast 2500-2500 there can only be one earthbound immortal monster on the field if there is no face up field spell in the card destroy this card your opponent cannot target this card for attacks. This card can attack your opponent directly. When this face-up card leaves the field, except by its own effect, destroy as many face-up monsters your opponent controls as possible if you do inflict 800 damage to your opponent for each monster destroyed. This is a very high-risk, high-reward card. 2,500 direct attack is pretty good. And then you could just, when it gets removed, it could kill your opponent by doing burn damage on their monsters. Um, the problem, of course, you could remove this card with Cosmic Cyclone right away, you destroy the field spell, and this card's gone. Overall, this is not going to be a competitive card because Cyber Dark Edge exists. Cyber Dark's attack directly with a, a card that equips a Leng Leng that it makes him hit twice or whatever, so that's pretty much the same thing. And um, there's overall consistency problems, of course, you only have one copy of this card. So, you know, the chances you draw it, and then you have to tribute two monsters, so 
it's a bit of a stretch, but um, there is a reward uh, challenge for getting this card out a hundred times. You get a new mat. It's a pretty cool looking card, so I guess you could just auto duel with that deck or something, and you could just slot this into six Sams or something, and then they could auto duel will summon it on occasion to finish off your opponent. Maybe we'll see. But maybe there are dedicated decks out there to get this card out easier a hundred times so you can get that playmat for your duels. Over some of the other rewards she is giving us. So level up rewards. Fortune Lady Water. You get three copies of this card. Level four. Uh, question mark, question mark. This card's attack and defense becomes level times 300. Once per turn, uh, you can increase the levels... The card's level by one during the standby phase. When this card is special summoned, while you control a fortune lady monster except for water, draw two cards. This is a 1200-1200. But this card is just one you want for card advantage. And card advantage is something you like. Because six Sam's, for example, is a deck that runs three six Sam United. That means drawing six cards. So... I'm not sure if you would want to run three of these monsters because they don't do much aside from draw cards. They're just 1,200-1,200. But you probably want a few just to draw cards. That's just what it is. Here is a support monster. Catablipus and the Witch of... In the Witch of... Well, maybe speak a different language. Catablipus and the Witch of Fate. Level 4 spellcaster, 1,800-0. When your opponent special summons a monster, you can remove from play a monster with question mark attack from your graveyard and destroy that special summoned monster. So I looked up that this is the only support card for question mark uh, monsters. That's very uh, cool. This card is actually really good. Um, it could be deck defining. It could make fortune ladies like a deck disposal card. A deck, disposal deck with grass is greener. You dump a lot of them in the graveyard and then use this card to remove your monsters. Because every single monster that's good nowadays is special summoned. It's not like it's not like you're going to tribute two monsters for blue eyes every turn. They, everything that comes out is special summoned. Um, yeah. And aside from graveyard protections where they um, where Neos Fusion exists, this could trigger every turn. It's not like you could do it once per turn. You could keep doing this. So this is a very good removal card. Of course it's a bit slow. It has to depend on how many monsters are in the graveyard with how many fortune ladies you have in the graveyard, but there are cards that you could recycle the the banished fortune ladies. One of the one of those trap cards before Fortune Lady Rewind that could recycle your your uh, banished cards. So this is a very good card. I think it will it will fit into Fortune Ladies quite well. Again, if they don't become a deck, then this card is not too relevant uh, because you're not going to run monsters with question mark attack for no reason. You need those monsters to play this card, but it's a really good removal card. It's almost like Snipe Hunter, depending on how many <laughs> how many things you have in the graveyard. Alright. Enlightenment is another card we get three of, a trap card. You cannot sp summon the turn you activate this card. Activate at the end of the damage step of a spellcaster monster you control attacked and destroyed an opponent's monster by battle. That monster can attack again immediately. This is a strange um, text, but um, you should be able to summon that turn. This kind of like prevents the main phase 2 summoning, and we don't have that in this game, so who cares, right? Who cares about main phase 2? Um... Or you can't activate something to resurrect something during the battle phase. I think that's what this prevents. But the win more card, it gives spellcasters an aggro component. It's kind of a fence in, in spellbooks. You can hit twice with the Silent Magician and win the game or something. I don't know. But it's a win more card that might see play in some spellcaster deck. Slip of Fortune. This is a card we get two copies of. Trap card, activate only when your opponent's monster declares an attack targeting a monster. Negate the attack and remove from play the attack target attack target monster until the next standby phase. This is not this does not banish your opponent's monster like 
dimensional prison. It gets rid of your monster. And what I think of, this is a poor man's World Legacy Clash. World Legacy Clash banishes the monster, and then they lose attack points. This does not do that. But World Legacy Clash is so good, I've always thought the card should be limited or semi-limited. When that does happen, this card will be its replacement. Um, but then there are cases where you have three World Legacy Clash, and then you want to run more cards like it. This is another card like it. So this is a card that possibly will see play if you need more World Legacy Clash. There are two more cards. We get one copy of Bending Destiny is her level 33 reward, one copy, Counter Trap. Activate only if all face-up monsters you control are Fortune Lady monsters. Negate the activation of a spell or trap or normal summon of a monster. Remove that card from play. The card removed from play by this effect is returned to the owner's hand during the end phase. So, this is essentially Champion's Vigilance for Fortune Ladies. And then they get the card back in their hand. So it prevents a graveyard thing from happening. Super strong card. They kind of just... So they limited uh, Champion's Vigilance to one. And that's basically what they're doing here. They're only giving us one. So they're limiting it without putting it on the limit list. So if... You know, this is an automatic include for Fortune Ladies, I think. And finally, one copy of Fortune Vision. This is her level 30... Five reward. Continuous spell. When this card is activated, you can add one Fortune Lady card from your deck to your hand. Once per turn, if a card you control is banished by card effect, you can activate this effect. This turn, monsters you control cannot be destroyed by card effects. Um, you can make the next battle damage. Once per turn, if a card your opponent controls is banished by a card effect, you can make the next battle damage you take this turn become zero. This is a very strong card, again. Um, you want to um, banish Fortune Lady Light. I think that's the goal of this card, Fortune Vision. Um, can't be destroyed by card effects, so it's really good as well. And if you banish your opponent's monsters, you could prevent an attack from being zero of battle damage. So, very strong card. I'm not sure if we'll see play, but uh, we're only getting one copy of it anyways. Let's go over Carly Carmine's skills. She has five unique dual skills that kind of just um, fit into Fortune Ladies. They don't really do much else. Fortune, Future Fortune. As long as you control two or more Fortune Lady monsters, you can view the top card of both players' decks. Um, this is like a worse pre prescience from... Prescience from... Uh, what's her name? Ishizu? But you have to have two or more monsters. That's not really worth it. Fortune Overclock. Select one Fortune Lady monster you control. That monster's level becomes equal to the current turn count. Max 12. At the end of the turn, the monster's level becomes equal to the, its original level. The skill can be used once per duel. So basically this card, the skill, ramps a monster. It makes um, high burst. Obviously the longer the game goes, this is better. You can make a monster, Fortune Lady Every, which is a new card, and Earth can get up to 4,800 attack. So, maybe, maybe not. Fortune Telling. Select one Fortune Lady monster you control. Excavate the top card of your deck. If the excavated card is a monster, the selected Fortune Lady's monster level increases by the level of the excavated monster. Then return the excavated card to your deck. This could be used once per turn and twice per duel. So, decent card. It lets you know what the next card is. It boosts your monster to a higher attack. Um, this is another reason why, fortunately, Earth is included. It's a level 6, so you could boost your monster pretty well. And you probably have to build your deck with a lot of monsters like Sylvan, so you can excavate the monster correctly. Fortune Booster. At the beginning of your turn, increase the level of all Fortune Ladies you control by 1. It's kind of like the Tylad Binds, and probably the default skill you use because they automatically gain like 2 levels, so you get um, you get a boost here, and then their standby phase, you increase their level again. So, pretty good. And Time Passage. Select one Fortune Lady monster you control. Its level is increased by 3 until the end of the turn. 
This skill can be used once per duel and twice per duel. Once per turn and twice per duel. So a solid skill to help boost attack or ramp for synchro summoning. Some of these skills are in contention to be what is used for Fortune Ladies. I don't expect the deck to be amazing because if they don't... It's it's weird to make a deck, like a free-to-play deck, that good. But the they might push it so you might buy the new box because some of the the best best card for fortune ladies is in the new box so um that is it for carly carmine make sure you get her of course these cards are not horrible i don't think um, i've seen worse cards from legendary <laughs> duelists and hers aren't the worst so um definitely check out uh, definitely get carly carmine and get her rewards do the event and yeah, have fun with it so breaking news the new box is out Released as of 11 o'clock Eastern Time. And it's 11.11 right now as a recording. So, the new box is out. And I'm going to talk about the podcast question of the week because it's in an awkward spot when I just found that this new box is out. So, how satisfied are you that Dimension World will arrive next month? This is cheating ahead, but Zexal World is not coming yet. We have We had some leaks before about Dimension World... And it is pretty much confirmed to be the new world in September. So choices are I am satisfied. No, I wanted Zexel and XZs. Any new content is good. 29% said they're satisfied with Dimension World. 21% said they wanted Zexel and XZs. 50% said any new content is good. So it seems like everyone is in favor of Dimension World coming before of Zexel and XZs. Um... This has some implications of, you know, we always talk about some monsters that are good for XZs, like um, Deep Sea Diva, uh, Diva, and some other monsters, but um, that will have to wait. I'm not sure if they're going to make us wait a whole year for that whole new mechanic and world to come out, but right now, Dimension World is, I mean, Dark Side of Dimensions is the world based on the movie that came out two years ago or one year ago, I forgot when it came out, but I have yet to watch the movie, but I have it downloaded on my hard drive, so I will watch the movie, just to get a better sense. Femi Bazue said, I hope it comes with Dimension Summoning. And Dimension Summoning is a mechanic that they show in the new movie, and I say new movie, but it came out a few years ago, but basically it lets you summon a monster from your hand without tributing or paying a cost. And they use spirit energy, so it's a new resource. You're you're using a different resource. And um, the amount of spirit energy put in the duelist will result in the monster's attack and defense. So you can modify how much attack and defense the monster has. And they don't take regular battle damage from the monster. They take the battle damage equal to the monster's current attack and defense. So it's high risk, high reward, it seems. So... That might be the new mechanic that they have for Dimension Duels, and I'm excited to see what it is. Um, you know, personally, as a person who played the TCG without XCs, I'm not too attached to it. I don't really care if Zexel World and XCs are held off. In a way, it lets them stretch out content, it lets them play around with this new format, and we get. You know, what's the worst thing? We get free characters, we get more rewards, we get new cards. It's probably just reskin characters. I think that's what they're expecting. But anyways, more cards in the gap between XZs. I'm fine with it. Um, I'm in favor with the call. All right, so as mentioned, the new box just dropped now uh, 15 minutes ago. So I'm personally ready for this box. I have my gems maxed out. I have 30 things uh, in my treasure box from the new things. I have 30 gems from my treasure box to use. So, I really like this box, actually. I think there's a lot to it. Some of these cards are just OP, in my opinion, I think. Um, I really like it. Um, So, we're going to talk about the URs and SRs today. Just because there's too much to talk about. And um, yeah, I'm going to talk about every single UR and SR now. Uh, and then go over an archetype discussion next week. 
Uh, by then, this box will probably see some play by then, so we'll have a better idea what cards are being used, what archetypes are good. But for now, um, just the URs and SRs. Let's do it. First UR in this box, and also the cover model, is Odin, Father of the Azer. Um, level 10 Synchro, 4,000 attack, 3,500 defense, fairy. It requires a Nordic Ascendant Tuner and two or more non-tuners. There's only two, because we can't we'll have four monster slots on the board. Once per turn, you can make this card be unaffected by spells and trap effects until the end of this turn. During the end phase of this phase of card control is destroyed by opponent's card, battle or card effect, and sent to the graveyard this turn, you can banish one Nordic Ascendant Tuner monster from your graveyard, special summon this card. When summoned this way, you can draw one card. So, the big thing here is it costs three monsters. And costing three monsters is never a good thing in my opinion because it gives the opponent too many opportunities to flip one of them face down with Paleozoic Canadia or Floodgate. And then you're you're stuck with the board and you can't do anything. So, um, you always want to plan B, like get another Synchro Summon out or something out, but it's possible you're clogged on the board and you can't do anything. So it's it's not my favorite thing to do. But this is such a good card that it might be worth it. Um, it's it's a strange ability. It's kind of like Shen, but kind of not. It's not affected by spells and traps. And it seems like it's a thing you toggle. Because it's once per turn you can make this card. So your opponent can activate a card and then you toggle it to chain that ability. But in doing that, your opponent can chain the ability activation with a quick play of their own. So what does that say? This card is weak to Econ. You, They play a card, you chain it, they play Econ, they steal a 4,000 attacker. That is immune to your back row. That is this card's weakness. So Econ, let's say this card becomes really good. Econ becomes the immediate counter to Odin. And besides that, though, this card's really good. Um, you resurrect it by... You already have one Nordic Ascendant Tuner because you used it to get this card out. So this card has at least one Resurrection. And then you draw a card. So it's weak to banish, of course. Your opponent can banish. Your opponent can send it back to your hand. All those things aside, this will see a place in the Nordic extra deck. So Nordics get a lot of support in this box. So I expect this to see some play. Of course, being a Synchro Monster, you can't rely on it too much. Hopefully the Nordics have other smaller Synchro Summons that they can play, but this is the boss monster. Next UR is Scrap Dragon, level 8. Dragon Synchro 2800-2000. Generic Tuner. Once per turn, you can target one card you control and one card your opponent controls. Destroy them. When this card is destroyed by an opponent's card and sent to the graveyard, battle a card effect. Target one non-Synchro Scrap Monster in your graveyard. Special Summon that target. So, this ability is like double cyclone, but it's better because you could target monsters you control or monsters they control. This is best abused with build-around cards, Wild Tornado and Blast of Chain. Cards that you destroy, you get another destruction off. So you could kind of like two for one your opponent. And it's very versatile. It's a really strong control card. Level 8 Synchro. So some, some, some decks... They put in, like, Stardust Dragon for the level 8. This is competing for the same spot, essentially. And this is more versatile than Stardust Dragon, in my opinion. Um, I think I'll occasionally see extra deck play. It also, like, the build-around deck with Blast of Chain or Alternado seems kind of slow, in my opinion. But this could also give you Bell and Nephis decks a synchro component, because it is level 8, so you could just do it, I guess. Well, I don't know how how the stars add up. It might not be the best idea, but it gives them another component because they could they like destroying their cards or abilities. You could destroy Nephis, have it come back every turn. Last hero Diane is a reprint. It's a selection box card. Um, level eight Warrior Fusion twenty eight hundred three thousand must be special summoned with mass change. Cannot be special summoned other ways. 
When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can sp special summon one level 4 or lower hero monster from your deck. Um, special summoning from the deck is pretty good, but even when mass heroes were around, um, this card didn't see any play. And it doesn't do that one-turn kill thing that the mass heroes did really well, so probably won't see any play. It's kind of filling up the UR slot. Um, yeah, it just didn't... It just didn't see play when Master Heroes were a meta too, so. Here is probably the best card, I think, in this box. Master Hyperion, level 8, Fairy, 2700, 2100. You can special summon this card from your hand by banishing one the Agent monster from your hand, field, or graveyard. Once per turn, you can banish one Light Fairy monster from your graveyard, target one card on the field, destroy it. When Sanctuary on, in the Sky is on the field, you can activate this effect up to twice per turn. First off, this is a 2700 you can cheat out just by banishing one Agent Monster, Hand, Field, or Graveyard. That's really good. It's anything from except the deck, but Hand, Field, and Graveyard, that's a lot of options you have. And it seems like you could do play more than once of these a turn, so you could get two of them out if you're greedy. Um... Yeah. The control ability is almost free. It doubles up with Sanctuary of the Sky, so you could destroy two cards. Um, Sanctuary of the Sky, of course, is searchable by Zeradius, which is, was a superb Taya card. It seems like you could also run Grasses Greener, so you could fill up the graveyard with those Light Fairies and destroy your opponent's board. I think this is a very good card. And the next card is also very good. It fits right along with Master Hyperion. The Agent of Mystery Earth Light Fairy Tuner 1800. When this card is normal summoned, you can add one the Agent monster from your deck to your hand, except for the Agent of Mystery Earth, which is this card. While Sanctuary of the Sky is face up on the field, you can add one Master Hyperion from your deck to your hand. So you have that field out, you tutor two cards. This is amazing. You tutor one card automatically, and helps the consistency of getting Master Hyperion if he's not already in your hand. And it's a tuner. So let's say you, use, you get Hyperion out. And then you could tune these cards into a level 8 monster. Synchro Summon. You, of course you have to use um, Hyperion's ability to destroy some stuff on the board. And then use a level 8. Very good. And of course this depends on the Sanctuary in the Sky. And you're going to need those three Zeradius in the deck. You discard Zeradius, you get the field, and then you could let a lot of stuff go off, because you could then use Zeradius to be banished by Master Hyperion. So those cards all work together. And uh, consistency all depends on that field spell. So <laughs> Cosmic Cyclone might be in the offing, I don't know. Valhalla, Hall of the Fallen, this is a card we've seen before from, um, I think Chaz uses it. So some some um, legendary duelist uses this card, but once per turn you can special summon one fairy monster from your hand. You must control no monsters to activate and resolve this effect. So this works with any fairy deck. Some um, This Hyperion thing works really well, but Dark Lords are also fairies. They're really strong monsters that are around 3,000 attack, and you do beat down, they're pretty big. So this could be good for any fairy deck. Forbidden Lance, quick play spell. Target one face-up monster on the field. Until the end of this turn, this target loses 800 attack, but it's not affected by the effects of other spells and traps. So, we're in a meta where uh, monster effects are doing everything. They're destroying things, they're doing things. So Chalice is a card that's getting back into decks. And I think strong back row effects aren't what they were. People are negating these effects or whatever. And this probably is best against something like Drowning Mirror Force, where they're trying to clear your board, or, or Wall of D or something. Um, this doesn't seem worth it. I think Spell and Trap Destruction is paling to monster effects and attacks now, so this doesn't pre prevent your monster from being destroyed by a monster effect or an attack. So, I mean, it's a good card to have, but back row effects are not what they were. Maybe when that control back row control meta becomes good again. Next card is Banishment of the Dark Lords. Spell card. 
Add one Dark Lord from your deck to your hand, except for this one. You can only activate one per turn. So, simply a tutor for any Dark Lord monster. Dark Lords haven't seen play. They were a flash in the pan, kind of. They were just there for a bit. They never really became really good, and then they're gone. This is a fairy-themed box, so that's why this card's here. Again, I don't think this... I think you'd rather run the Master Hyperion thing, but Dark Lords are fun. I mean, it's hard to say this This doesn't bring them back, because Dark Lords are really good with beatdown. And, I don't know, I, don't, I really don't. I've never played Dark Lords, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Fortune Lady Calling, spell card. If you control a Fortune Lady monster, special summon a Fortune Lady from your deck with a different name from the cards you control. Also, for the rest of this turn, after this card resolves, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck except for Synchro Monsters. You can only activate one per turn. So, it special summons a Fortune Lady from your deck, basically. This helps you do Synchro Summons. Um, it seems like it's a pretty good card for the deck. You probably do want the Synchro Summon to get a level 7 out on the board right away. Let's move on to the SRs now. And of course, in a main box, SRs you get two copies of, URs you get one. Star Eater, level 12, is this? Level 11. Level 11, Dragon Synchro, uh, generic tuners, 3200, 2800. Must be Synchro Summoned, cannot be summoned other ways. This card, Synchro Summoned, cannot be negated. When Synchro Summoned, cards and effects cannot be activated. If this card attacks, it is unaffected by other card effects until the end of the damage step. This is kind of like uh, Armodities on steroids. Because Armodities you can counter when it's summoned. This one you can't. It's not affected by other cards during the damage step. So there, there are differences between this and Armodities though. This doesn't negate effects. Armodities negates it, like it prevents a face down monster's effect from going off, like Fire King Yaksha. This card will just destroy Fire King Yaksha and then the ability will go off. So it it's not affected by card effects, but it lets them go off. I guess that's the difference. So there are situations when Armodities is better, but this is a really big beater. Um that can't be negated, so that's the the strong thing is, is it plays around Paleozoic Canadia and Floodgate. Mostly Floodgate, because Paleozoic Canadia, you could flip it over the next turn. Um, this card's really good with the Claw of Hermos, so you could just do some silly stuff there and OTK your opponent. Star Eater is a very good card. It is level 11, though, so try to get those big tuners out and big targets to get this on the board. Fortune Lady Every. Level 7, Synchro, Spellcaster, question mark, question mark. The tuner is generic, but it acquires a Spellcaster non-tuner material. Attack and defense becomes level times 400. So 2800, 2800, pretty good. Once per turn, you can increase the level by 1. Then, you can banish one face-up monster your opponent controls. During your opponent's end phase, if this card's in your graveyard... You can banish one other spellcaster monster from your graveyard special summon this card. You can use the effect once per turn. Obviously, the appeal of this card is during the standby phase. So you can't banish right away. That's a drawback. But every turn this is on the board, you can banish an opponent's face-up monster. That's really good. And, of course, banish is really good because numerous graveyard protections exist. So... Um, it plays around Neos Fusion. That's the main card. It plays around Desperado Barrel Dragon. It plays around Blue Eyes. This is a really good nutty card. Um, then when you do that, it's going to become a 3200, of course. That, that hits over the 3000s. Um, it resurrects really easily during your opponent's end phase. So it plays around the back row that they have, sort of. So... This is a reason why you would buy this box. This is also a reason why you want Carly leveled up. And get this. This is a really good boss monster. Really impressive card. Here's a reprint HTS Psyhemoth from a selection box. Level 6 Psychic Synchro 2400 1800. Generic requirements. 
After damage calculation, when this card battles an opponent's monster, you can banish that monster and also banish this card. This is a card that occasionally saw play with synchro decks that have level 6 capability. Whenever you need someone banished, you can just play this card. Um, you know, Fortune Lady, every, every does it better, but you have to be playing um, a Spellcaster deck with Fortune Ladies. HDS Saehemoth fits with every deck. Of course you lose this card as well, but, you know, the banish is probably worth it. Kinkabayo is an SR level 1 beast spirit, 400 attack, 200 defense. Cannot be special summoned. During the end phase of this card, uh, being normal summoned or flipped face up, return it to the hand like any other um, spirit. When this card is normal summoned or flipped face up, target one level 1 monster in your graveyard, special summon that target, but banish it when this card leaves the field. This is a card that doesn't have any play right now, but um, whenever a level 2 Synchro Summon comes into play, this could be good. It's not a tuner, though, so... And XZs have been delayed, but you could do a rank 1 XZ Summon, so you get two level 1s, you overlay them or whatever, and you get your rank 1. So, this is a known card in the TCG, useful for when those mechanics come down the line. Right now, it's not that useful. Next card is Shining Angel, a very known card. Level 4, Light Fairy, 1400-800. When this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, special summon one light monster with 1500 or less attack from your deck and face-up attack. It's one of your generic attribute floaters. We saw Mother Grizzly before, now Shining Angel. I think Shining Angel is better than Mother Grizzly because light is better than water. There are more light monsters that are useful than water monsters. Again, Mother Grizzly did not see play when it came out, but we're on our way to Mystic Tomato. That's all that matters. Hyper Hammerhead, level 4, Dinosaur, 1500-1200. At the end of the damage step, if an opponent's monster that battled this card is not destroyed, return that mo opponent's monster to the hand. This is similar to Gale Lizard, but with different, loses, uh, different uses. They both return a monster to the hand. That was a flip effect. This one can be rammed, so you could control who this card attacks. You're probably going to get, you're going to take some damage, but sometimes it's worth doing it just to hard remove your opponent's monster, like a, like a synchro monster that costed a lot of materials to use. You bounce it, they're kind of helpless. So this is going to see occasional play. Of course you could set this as well, but your opponent controls what attacks it to it. So uh, it's better to use this to ram something. We'll see side deck play. Super Nimble Mega Hamster. Level 4... Beast flip effect, 1100 attack, 1800, the flip effect is. You can special summon one level 3 or lower beast from your deck and face down defense. So this is a nimble monster, and those cards are all kind of floaters. They like Nimble Mananga, you could get a bunch of nimble Monangas onto the field in defense mode. And there's a nimble sunfish or whatever. A lot of those cards came out in the past. This lets you, you know, thin out your deck. That's really the main use of this card. Um... Or some other beast strategy down the line, but I think it's a deck thinner. It's very um, versatile. Uh, any level 3 or lower beast, there's plenty of those that do float as well. UA Perfect Ace. Level 5 Warrior, 1500-2500. Special summon this card by returning a UA monster you control to the hand, except for Perfect Ace. You can only use this uh, special summon one Perfect Ace per turn this way. Once per turn during your opponent's turn, when a card or effect is activated, you can discard one card and negate that activation if you do destroy it. This is a quick effect. Pretty good. Um, UAs were competitive for a while, but they were never like top tier. They were two, level two, I mean tier two, tier three deck. They were in the meta for a really long time, and they've been gone a bit. And this prevents the opponent from interfering with the UAs, because... You know, you could just, like, Paleozo Canadia, you could Econ them and prevent them from shuffling their monsters. That's what they do. They facilitate very well with Midfielder and also the Field Spell. The attack isn't amazing, 1500. But what you want, this is a level 5, and UAs typically use Beatdown. So it's going to get a boost. And the Field Spell boosts them. Who cares? No, this card isn't that strong. And you're negating stuff every turn, so... It could also work on your opponent's turn, too. So, um, well, it's primarily during your opponent's It's only during your opponent's turn. So this is a good disruption card. Of 
course, it depends on how much cards you have in your hand, so that's a that's a downside, but... It's like, it's like 6 Samurai Shuen without the attack. With reverse stats, if you will. Fortune Lady Past. Level 1 Spellcaster Tuner. This card's attack and defense become, become its level times 200. Once per turn, during your standby phase, increase this card's level by 1. You can target one Fortune Lady monster you control. Banish any number of spellcasters from your hand, field, or graveyard. Increase or reduce that monster's level by the number of monsters banished until the end of this turn. You can use this once per turn. So, this has synergy with the trap card, um... Fortune Lady Rewind, because that card brings back the monsters, and you kind of could do some kind of thing. Basically, you want to ramp up your monsters, so then you could Synchro Summon this turn, because it's a level 1. You get them to 6, and then you get every out. That's the main combo you want, but then you could just reuse those monsters. You have a set Fortune Lady Rewind, you bring those monsters back, and then you have a really big board. Probably want Fortune Lady Earth banished at some point, so then you could you could um, get her back to be special summon. So I think this would be this is kind of competes with Fortune Lady Light. They're both the tuners that are level one. Both work pretty well because one plus six equals seven. You have two options for your tuners, or you could run both of them maybe. Reptilian Lamia level two reptile tuner zero attack and defense. If this card is in your hand and all monsters you control are face-up reptiles, you can target one face-up monster your opponent controls, change its attack to zero. If you do, special summon this card. Then take damage equal to that monster's original attack. If this card is in the graveyard as synchro material, target two face-up monsters on the field, change their attack to zero. You can only use this effect once per turn and only once that turn. So... Now these reptile cards, they all seem pretty good. You could kind of one turn kill your opponent by making them zero, and then you could destroy them or something, but these cards, these snake cards just never saw any play. This is a very good tuner card, but it's just in a bad archetype. I don't think, I don't think this one tuner is going to make the snake archetype that good, but, I mean, you never know, but I am doubting it. And then the last SR I'm going to talk about today Elemental Hero Solid Soldier, another um, reprint card. Not reprint card, it's a um, selection box card. Uh, level 4 Warrior, 1300, 1100. When this card is normal summoned, you can special summon one level 4 lower hero monster from your hand. When this card is sent from the monster zone to the graveyard by spell effect, target one hero monster in your graveyard except for Solid Soldier, special summon in defense mode. You can use this effect once per turn. So, um, what was I going to say? This card always seemed good. It always seemed solid when we last talked about it in the past episode of a podcast when it first existed. But almost every elemental hero has been masked by the existence of Neos Fusion. Like, why would you run any other monster, I mean, any other card except for that strategy? So, uh, Neos Fusion is kind of limiting the play for all other elemental hero monsters, in my opinion. Um, I think, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about it, really. So, that is it for URs and SRs. Next week, we will talk about all the other, um, archetypes, the R's and N's that are notable for the cards. The Mission Circuit is happening. This is everyone's favorite, um, ongoing reward event, if you will. Let's give a copy of one new card called Necroid Synchro, which is not a very good card at all. It's a spell card. Banish one tuner and up to two non-tuners from your graveyard special summon. One Stardust Synchro monster from your extra deck, whose level equals the total level of those monsters banished, but it has its effects negated. This counts as a Synchro Summon. So right now we only have one card, Stardust Dragon. This is similar to King's Continence, sort of. That's a trap card. Then the monster just becomes a vanilla monster, so you just bring back a 2500 attack dragon. That's all that's All this does, really. So, again, um, not very useful right now, but there could be more Stardust cards down the line. And you get this card for free, so why not? 
Aiden's birthday. Uh, we get prismatic copies of Elemental Hero Shining Flare Wingman and Electrum. Glossy copies of Elemental Hero Bubbleman and Wildheart. Okay, so sure. Um, any free stuff is fine. I don't have a problem with it. That is it. Upcoming news. September 5th to 15th, Kaiba Cup. First Kaiba Cup for WCS 2020. So new esports season, official esports season has begun. Early September, Fantastic Pegasus. New cards. Um, Toon Dark Magician and Toon Ancient Deer Golem. So more tunes for Doug to play with. Mid-September, Duels Chronicles, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3, a.k.a. When Shit Gets Real. That is when the show took a dark turn. They go to Dark World or something. Well, there's first the stuff with um, Adrian Gecko and that whole arc, but then the Dark World thing happens as well. It's a dark season. Um, People die, I think. <laughs> people die, officially. And um, Jaden becomes uh, combined with Yubel, and Bastion literally leaves the world and goes lives with Tanya in another dimension, so a lot of stuff goes down. And we could see some other characters, like Axel uh, and uh, Crocodile Jim. So I'm excited for this Season 3 Duels Chronicles, because the first two kind of paled in comparison to Season 3. Uh, Mid-September, Tour Guide Bingo. Mid-September, Sartorius goes to the gate. Late September, massive update. Dark uh, DSOD world, Dark Side of Dimensions world. So that's when we see the new dimension stuff, new characters, new cards. I'm really excited for that. Dual Quest, late September, that's pretty much every month thing. And then, the last note, late September, unknown duelist in Dual World. And duel him to get a card, or him or her. I don't, they don't don't say what it is, but this is a. Um, they really hit this one well. We don't really know who this is. Could be anyone. So that is it for this week of the podcast. I'm gonna stop recording right now so I could, you know, get these new cards. I I'm ready to get these new cards. Uh, listen and subscribe to this podcast anywhere. Just search the dual assessment on your favorite podcast finder. Check out the podcast and more at the website, thedualassessment.wordpress.com. You'll find all these notes here of my reviews. Email me if you have any questions at thedualassessment at gmail.com or you could tweet me, dual underscore assessment or me at greenrangerccg. All right. Enjoy the new box, everyone, and I will see you later.